Welcome back to the Florida Hockey Podcast, Justin Bedford alongside Noah Russo. And the tournament is finally here. The brackets have been set and the teams are ready to hit the court. And DraftKings, the leader in one day fantasy, is celebrating with their largest free college basketball survivor pool ever. How large? $1 million in total prizes up for grabs. And if that's not enough, check this out. When you enter the free DraftKings $1 million survivor pool, you could get a shot at winning $10,000 for every upset through the first two rounds of the tournament. It's easy to play. Just pick one team per day. If they win, you survive and advance to the next round. Last person standing is the winner. Remember, you can only pick a team once for the entire tournament, so choose wisely. DraftKings is a safe and secure app. You can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience Get in on all this week's action, download the DraftKings app now, and enter code THPN during sign-up and enter the free $1 million survivor pool. Again, that is code THPN to enter into DraftKings' free $1 million survivor pool. Eligibility restrictions and terms and conditions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Noah, how you doing, buddy? I'm good. How are you? I'm good, man. I'm good. We got lots, we got lots to talk about this week, mm-hmm. which, is, which is good, you know? Sometimes, you know, we, we have those slower weeks where we're kind of just making some stuff up, but uh, some real stuff going on uh, right up front. There was the uh, Panthers with another comeback win, uh, this time against Chicago. So perhaps a little bit less impressive than the one against Columbus. Uh, but nonetheless, still impressive. Nonetheless, exactly. It's you. Anytime you come back is just impressive in its own yeah and I, well i think too like the big like i think the comeback win over columbus it's i think it just builds the belief in the team that like they're never out of a game you know and when teams believe they can come back they have a much better shot at doing that and so for these panthers like they're showing right now that they're you know a gritty team that that's going to stick with it and you know no lead is safe uh when, when you're playing the Panthers right now. Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's so fun to watch too, from our standpoint. Yeah. It's great for us. I mean, to have the team doing this well, exceeding expectations is huge. Alexander Barkov in that six, three win over Chicago, three points. And after the game, Sergei Bobrovsky calls him the best player on the planet uh, something Mackenzie Weger also reiterated uh, a couple of days later. Do you agree with that statement? I mean, I feel like they're in a pretty good position to to make those claims. So I, I think I'd have to I'd have to agree. Have to agree. I mean, it's tough because Connor McDavid's Connor McDavid, right? But is Barkov in that top five? Like if you if you were looking at the if you're, I'm not saying he's the best. I I, I wouldn't go so far as say Alexander Barkov is. No, no, he, and I I don't think he'd be top five in the league right now. I just it's it's really hard to put him up there. There's so many so many good players around the league. Um, I can say for certainty he'd be in a top fifteen of all players in the world, but I, I haven't really looked at my my updated like top tens or anything, but definitely not top five i i think we can agree on that there's just so many good players yeah i think it's close i think he'd be in my top 10 maybe uh but if we're talking mvp most valuable player to their team the heart trophy i think yeah he would be in the top five right now just based on what he's done especially the last little while 100 percent, and i think he can 
like almost make a case for, I mean, Aaron Ekblad's been killing it. Uh, there's a lot of players that have stepped up this year for, for, for our Panthers. Yeah, we're going to get into that a bit more in a bit. And obviously, yeah, a lot of Panthers players and, and yeah, even Joel Quenville putting themselves, uh, you know, in positions to be in awards conversations at this point of the year. Uh, so we'll get into that later because we're going to do our mid-season player grades on how players have performed, uh, mostly based on, you know, what your expectation was coming into the season uh, and just what they've been able to do. Uh, but before we get into that, we got to talk about the big news this morning. Ralph Kruger is out as head coach of the Buffalo Sabres after 12 losses uh, in a row. What do you think of the move? I mean, I, I, I'm not, I don't follow like the Sabres enough to know 100% if this is true, but I get a lot of scapegoat vibes from, from the firing is, I mean, was it really Ralph Kruger's fault that, they lost 12 straight absolutely not like there, there's so many other factors including the fact that they don't have a goalie their defense is horrendous just terrible they have their top three is injured taylor hall is just known to love to m- miss the playoffs yeah glad it's um, okay after taking that puck to the face though yeah that was that was scary, scary incident stuff, but especially glad- after what happened in in russia yeah. Um, yeah, super scary stuff. Terrifying, Glad yeah. Taylor Hall is, is okay. So they probably had to make this move. Like, realistically, you lose 12 straight. You can't really – you can't really there, – there's something going on. Um, I kind of feel bad for him because I don't think it was his fault in the slightest. I think that he was just dealt really a really, really bad hand, and he, he was trying to make the most of it, and it clearly hmm. – didn't really work but it's it's hard to put the blame on him when you look at the roster and I don't even think they would win a team with the, with the best coach yeah. like it just doesn't make sense yeah the thing for me is like I, I don't I don't think he's totally blameless like anytime you lose 12 straight like I think there has to be at least you know some of that on the coach but at the end of the day he isn't he isn't out there on the ice that's the players right and, you know, obviously it's his job to get them prepared and motivated and, and going. Um, but at the end of the day, they got to execute. They're not doing that. Yeah, um, and it kind of – by <clears throat> it, it's, it's interesting because it, depending on what, what the new – I think uh, – I can't remember his first name, but Granado is taking over as, as head coach now in, on an interim basis, of course, is – but by firing Kruger, you're kind of taking some of the accountability off from the players. Yeah, and I'd say, yeah. That's – you really can't do that, especially if you're the Buffalo Sabres, because it's 100 – like, obviously, as you said, it's, part of the blame has to be on, on Kruger, but most of the blame is absolutely on the players who are just not performing right and – yeah, it's you, you look the their game against Washington on Monday is legitimately em, embarrassing for any Sabres fan. Yeah. Like they Washington guys are just coming into the zone and the Sabres guys just didn't stop them. It didn't make any sense, but you have to place that accountability on the players at some point and firing the coach pretty much does the opposite yeah the thing the thing for me is like i i think buffalo is a place right now with just how bad things are going like there's a lot of problems there right and i think you know in a lot of issues and things that you know could be fixed and i think ralph like ralph Kruger, like firing your coach is just the easiest thing to do right you can't trade away all your players especially in a year where uh trading becomes a bit more complicated uh, your general manager you just hired in the summer, so he's got a longer leash. Uh, and, and then there's ownership as well, too. So it's – no, I don't think anyone is blameless in that in the organization from the hockey standpoint. But Ralph Kruger, to me, was just the easiest uh, way to, to shake things up. Absolutely. And another reason why I don't really like the move is because – 
what what are you going to gain from firing him? You're not going to make the playoffs. It's not happening. Like, for me, with a guy like – I'm not saying, like, this is a – Ralph Kruger isn't a first-year coach. No. He's an established NHL coach. Like he's, he's pretty good, and people rave about him. Um, so what, what are you really doing by firing him? Are, are you just kind of showing your fans that you're, 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 like, you're still there and you'll make the moves, but only when they're too late? Um, it, it doesn't really make sense to me. I just think, like, yeah, there's so much pressure from the fan base right now. They just had to do something. Like, something had to be done. And so I guess for that reason, he's out. Is it going to make them a better hockey team? I mean, maybe. Sometimes it's just having a different voice in the room uh, to shake things up. But at the end of the day, no, they're not going to be a playoff team. Um, And honestly, I think the bar right now for the Sabres is just not to have as many games like the one against Washington. And that would be success at this point. Yeah, yeah. And I I just looked it up. They played exactly 28 games, which is halfway through the season – um, they're currently sitting six points back from New Jersey, who's seventh, and New Jersey has two games in hand on them. It's just such a horrible, horrible, horrible situation. Is yeah. they're they're we we've played half the season, and I can already tell you for a fact they're going to finish last in that division. Yeah, and nothing is going to change that. Well, that's what yesterday like is the- not going to change that. The Sabres played New Jersey yesterday, which was a big game because Sabres had lost 11 straight and New Jersey had lost nine straight at home. So going up against each other in New Jersey, someone was breaking their losing streak. And it wasn't the Sabres, but... It was not the Sabres. Um, Like, we're we're talking about, what, now 11 straight for the Sabres? 12 straight losses. 12 straight losses. It's just absolutely... But to be fair, two of those losses, they got a point out of. So two points. Oh, that's big. That's that's really big for them. Make um, it respectable. Yeah, it's it's I, bad. I don't, it's so bad, and we could talk about this forever. Um, I think the weird thing too is like sometimes teams are bad, and you're like, well, like oh, like when Ottawa is bad, it's like you look at their team and you're like, all right, you know, there's a team that's rebuilding. They should be bad, right? Or sometimes you see teams like the Sabers in in 2015 that are like, oh, they're very clearly tanking, right? Right. So obviously, like when you trade away your goalies, you're tanking. But the Sabres team's not tanking, per se. Like, they have good young players. They went out and spent up money in free agency, right? They brought in some guys. It's the only thing you can say, like, like anytime you bring in Taylor Hall, I don't think your goal is to tank. Although, can Taylor Hall win another draft lottery? You know, add that feather in his cap to his resume? Potentially. Potentially, for sure. Uh, but we'll see. And we're not Sabres fans, so it doesn't really affect us that much do you uh, before we move on do you think he gets dealt to the deadline Taylor Hall mm-hmm. tough to say with the cap it tough tough that's the big obstacle if Buffalo is willing to eat you know a good amount but, of that then but yeah. he's done after this year he's going to be a rental oh I know that but like teams teams don't have eight million dollars in cap just lying around they don't well I mean the, the Islanders did just announce that Anders Lee is out for the season or the yeah. regular season, sorry. So I see a perfect fit there. Um, I, well, I don't know about perfect. I, I don't know how well Taylor Hall would fit that New York Islanders structure, but that's that's a team to me that kind of that really jumps out as being a front runner, just because they they have this huge loss of they they lose their captain Anders Lee for the rest of the season is. Okay, like he, he was seven million dollars a year. Uh, it seems like a really good fit to me. Yeah, well, I think the issue is because like Andrews Lee out for the season. You know, obviously not great, but he goes in LTR. He's still getting paid, right? Yeah. yeah. So the, the the cap space is there, but is the actual money there? And are they willing to spend the actual money? Right. But the Islanders are a team that are playing some really good hockey right now adding a piece like Taylor Hall, like he'd be a ton of fun with Matt Barzell. Yeah. I mean, and, and they, they, they've done it before they added Peugeot at the deadline last year and he's killing it. Um, hard to see another team being a, 
a legitimate contender for them. I mean, I, I saw the reports that the Leafs are going for a top six guy, and it's like, well, with what money? Like, you don't have the cap space. Yeah. I know. It's, it, it doesn't make sense. Like, I saw, like, there was the one article about, like, Johnny Gaudreau, and I was like, that makes no sense for Calgary. I, I just I, – I really don't understand what they're talking about when they're saying, like, I mean, Tanner Pearson to Toronto is, like, the most realistic one I can find, and maybe Eric Stahl. Grand. Um, yeah, I, I can't see Granlin there, to be honest. I, I think that I don't like Granlin's contract personally. It's like one year. I know it is. That's the, that's the, that's the good thing. Um, and, and Dubas said that he, he'd like a rental. Um, it's going to be interesting, but it's hard to see Toronto make a legitimate push without giving up significant assets. Yeah. And, and which, yeah. which they said they were okay with. Yeah, and that's kind of what you have to say and what you have to do if you're going to go for it. Uh, but with Taylor Hall, the cap makes it really tough. Like the Islanders, you mentioned, would be a great spot. But other than that, like it's tricky for a lot of teams to fit them in for, for teams that are trying to go for it. It'd be hard to make the money work, but we'll see. Um, but that's enough Sabres talk for this episode, for sure. <laughs> uh, definitely, probably too much, to be honest. Uh, so we'll move on. Uh, we're halfway through the season right now. Uh, which means we're going to do our Florida Panthers player grades on how they've performed this year. So we're going to go through the list in alphabetical order. Uh, every player that has played a game for them this season and just toss it a grade based on expectations going into the year and what they've delivered. So we're going to start off uh, with hat trick machine, Noel Achari, six points, 20 games, plus three, and just under 50% on the face-off circle. He's only played in 20 games. Uh, what grade do you give Noel Achari? Um, I, yeah, it, it's kind of hard. that He does have those, um, those three goals, but all three came in the, same, in the same game. So it's kind of hard for me. I think I'd have to go with Probably a B minus, maybe a C plus. I don't know, kind of that range. Uh, was not expecting much from him. Um, I, I like his contribution. His play on the ice is just gritty. Um, I don't think there's any way around it. He brings a solid, solid presence to uh, the bottom six. So, yeah, I'm, I'll go with B minus um, because I, I, I do like his play. I think that he contributes a lot on the ice, even though it may not – um, up here on the score sheet. Yeah, I'm going to go C minus actually on this one, just because I actually would honestly go lower because, like, is you know, Noel Achari, I loved what he did last year, but I think a big part of why he's not producing maybe as much this year is just that there's a lot of lot more competition, a lot more guys there, and that's not on him uh, per se. But for me, I think there's just a little bit of inconsistency. Like, I think when, you know, when he's going, he's going. He's a good player, uh, a good, you know, bottom six guy. And I just like to see that a bit more. Uh, and my expectations weren't, like, super high for Noel Achari, but I'd love to see more and I'd love to see him. Super. Right, which is, which is why I'm kind of having a, a tough time giving him a lower grade than that because I wasn't expecting him to be the top scorer in the, in the league at this point. I, this – like, I'm not, but six points in 20 games is like yeah, no, no. that's nothing, right? Obviously. Especially when you have three goals in the one game. I'd love to, and that's the thing is like I know what Noel Achari can do. We saw. I mean, he did the same thing last season. He got two hat tricks consecutive games, and that was like 50 percent of his goals. Yeah, and just like I'd love to see the consistency because I know when he's at his best, he's a really effective player. I just haven't seen it enough this year, so I'm going C minus. We'll move on um, to kind of a different player here. We're going to go Alexander Barkov, 34 points, 28 games, a player some are calling the greatest hockey player on the planet. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not even going to justify this. I'm just going to say a plus. Uh, I can't don't, I don't even need to explain it. Yeah. If there was, if there was a grade higher than a plus I'd give it, but uh, that is as high as our ratings go. So I'm going to go a plus on Barkov. And I will say also loved when there was the interview where Bobrovsky said, He's the greatest player on the planet. And Barkov's response was, all that says is I got the greatest teammates on the planet. <laughs> love that from the team. Uh, you know, kind of corny. Love it. Uh, yeah, he's having a heck of a year. He had a couple down years there. Uh, and he is just 
taken over this year, found some really nice chemistry with guys and biggest reason why the team is, is where they are right now. Don't need to say much more about it. Next up, uh, barely makes the rankings of five games. Kevin Connaughton, five games, one assist, plus five. I mean, I, I don't even know why we're grading these guys. Um, well, I'm on the NHL stats list, and these are just the guys that came. No, up. I, I know Everyone you are. Uh, I, I can't. I can't give him a rating for based on five games. Like he's just come in in relief. Like I'd say, like maybe a C. I don't know. It's, yeah, I was. I wasn't, gonna go I wasn't expecting much from him. He's been. He was. His numbers are okay in the games he did play. I mean, it's. Yeah, meh. Yeah, the thing with me is, I'm gonna go C plus. Okay. Because because and he gets. Because like C is kind of like that basic. It's like a fifty. It's a pass fail, right? It's right in the middle. Uh, but I'm gonna go C plus just because like Kevin Connaughton, he, he's your extra D, right? So he's coming in when guys are hurt or banged up. Uh, and re- realistically, like he's only coming. He's only played five games, but hasn't been terrible. Hasn't cost the team, right? And that is what you want from a guy filling in. So yeah, I'll go C plus. Next up. Uh, 16 games played. Brett Connolly, one goal, two assists, three points, plus four. What grade are you giving Brett Connolly? Uh, Brett, Conley, uh, Brett Connolly's getting a very bad grade. Um, he, he's getting, I mean, I, I don't want to give him, what is it, like D minus? Like, I just think that it's he, a guy who performed so well last season. And to have this drop off is so underwhelming. You maybe you weren't expecting him to have the season he had last year, but come on, like, what is he at? Three points. Three points. Sixteen. That's games. not. That's not. Okay. That's not acceptable. I mean, I I, I thought about giving him an F, an F to be honest, uh, but I I didn't want to. So D minus for me. Right, I'm gonna give him an F. Okay. You didn't want to. I'm going to do it. I mean, the thing is, so when they first signed Brett Conley, I was a bit nervous because he had really good numbers in, in that last year in Washington, but he hadn't had a huge history of doing it. So I was like, oh, I'm a bit nervous. Like, what if he comes here and new team, new system? He's not the same player. First season, he's in Florida. About, you know, past the expectations, pretty much uh, on par with what he did in Washington. This season, falling off a cliff, worn out his welcome beat out for spots by other guys. So F uh, is what I'm I, I respect it. It's it's he, he deserves it. It's he's not playing, been playing well. It's fully warranted. Yeah. Next up, Grigory Denisenko, two games, no points, minus one averaging just over 10 minutes a night. I'm going to give this an incomplete just because it's yes, small. Thank you. Thank you. Incomplete, small sample size. Happy has gotten to a couple games. Hopefully, you can get into some more down the stretch here. Um, is he playing for Syracuse? Uh, not what sure. What is he doing? Is he just on the taxi squad? I, I well, they move, they, teams are moving guys around so much like this yeah. year. It's hard to keep track. But I'm hopefully gets in. And like, I've liked what I've seen. Like, like, but with two games, hard to really give a grade. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, it's not like he's disappointed because i didn't yeah, expect him to play a he lot played, he, he's played four games with with syracuse and uh uh three points in four games for them so obviously doing decent there yeah like just kind of what you'd expect not really exceeding yeah. not really disappointing yeah next up uh we got a fun one new guy to the team anthony duclair 21 games 12 points two goals 10 assists uh, playing most of the season on that top line, what grade are you giving Anthony Declare? Um, the, the problem is I was expecting a lot from him. Uh, he might he missed he missed time, right? He missed I know he missed time, and he's been he's been decent. I'm gonna go with a B minus for for Anthony Duclair, uh, because I was expecting a little more from him. But I really like – he's such a speedy winger. He, he does create a lot of chances when he does play. So, yeah, I'll go B-minus for Anthony Duclair. Yeah, I, I'm going I'm to go B for Anthony Duclair uh, just because, like you said, the numbers don't pop per se. But, uh, he, again, like you said, he's creating a ton of chances when he's out there. And that is 
you know, what you want out of guys, it's a good sign. It seems a bit snake bit, to be honest. So uh, obviously you'd like to see a few more go in for sure, but he's getting the looks. I think they're going to fall eventually. So I'll go B. Uh, next up, former first overall pick, Aaron Ekblad, 20 points, 28 games, 10 goals, 10 assists, plus five. What's the grade? I won't go all the way to A+. plus. Although I think that just it can definitely be justified. I'll give him an, an A just because I think his play has been exceptional. Um, you know, he's really contributing offensively, and you really love to see that. Yeah, I'm going A plus on this one uh, just because I, ha- I have been that impressed with Aaron Eckblad. Like, he's taken a real significant step in his game uh, that people have been waiting for him to take. He's pushing himself into that conversation of, you know, elite defensemen. Uh, in the National Hockey League. Love what I've seen. 10 goals. That's dominant from a defenseman. Um, and I think he's playing the best hockey of his career. So I, I can't go lower than an A-plus for me. Uh, next up, a guy who we couldn't even give a grade to at the start of the year because he wasn't here. Gustav Forsling. Four points and 15 games on the back end. Yeah, I mean, this is what you expected him. I'm going to bump it up to a B just because he he got in the lineup 15 times. I I think that's 15 times more than I would have predicted. So um, hats off to him. Yeah. I, you know, I've, I've really liked what what he's done just as that uh, third pairing guy. And I think it was, he's been a great pickup on waivers. So you got a guy who's contributing, been really effective in his role. He's averaging 18 minutes a night. Uh, when he is in the lineup. So I'm going to go B plus just because, A, you got this guy for free, costs you like almost nothing, and he's been like – he hasn't hurt you and he's helped you a little, so I'll give him that. Yeah. Next up, this is an interesting one because, again, the, the points aren't a huge factor here, but we got Radko Gudis, no goals, five assists, but a plus 12, and I don't have the, his hit numbers here, but they're high. Very so, high. Um, uh, yeah, I'll go with. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's 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 kind of tough. He's doing exactly what what I expected him to do. So I'll, I'll give him a nice grade. I'll give him a B plus, um, just because never expected him to contribute offensively. I expected him to be that solid physical presence on the blue line. And I think that's a hundred percent what he's done. Yeah. Do you remember that? Like, uh, like old, like football coach interview where he's like, they are who we thought they were. And he's like yelling at reporters. I forget who it was. I think it was. The... I, I actually don't. Okay. Well, I that's can't. the, that's the way I feel. Sorry. Like. It's like a very famous like interview. So I thought, yeah, might... probably if I saw it, I'd be like, Oh, right. This one, but I'm not. It's not, it's not ringing any bells at the moment. Yeah, anyways, that's the way I feel about Radko Gudis. He's exactly what I thought he was going to be. Uh, five assists. And honestly, like, I, like the, again, the, the numbers aren't there, but he's been a little bit more aggressive offensively than I think he has been over the course of his career. And he's throwing the body around. Uh, love that. I, I think it's a dimension the team didn't have enough of last year. Uh, so I'll go, I'll go B for, for Radko. Uh, next up, we got Alexi Haponiemi. He's only played three games, but he's got a goal. Uh, I feel like it's only right to give him an incomplete, although the fact that he's played any games, I think, is, is a huge I, I was going to say, I, I'd be giving this guy at least an A- minus, just because he, I never expected him to crack the lineup, never expected him to score a goal, never expected him to be the OT winner uh, either. So I like what I'm seeing from him, but I, I agree with the incomplete incomplete you can't really judge him based on three games yeah all right uh next up we got 
Uh, Vinny Henestroza, who's only made it into seven games uh, because of injury, but he's got no points. And if you look at his stat yeah. sheet, yeah, there's almost nothing there. Uh, what grade are you giving Vinny? I mean, it's not going to be good. Uh, I'll go with a D. Just no, no, no. Just because injury, but D plus. Okay, D plus. I'm gonna I'm gonna go D. Just because again, the injury is not his fault. Uh, but he's gotten to seven games and, and no points. I I'm a big Vinny Hinestroza fan, and I expect. I don't know. My, I think maybe my expectations were just too high, but I don't like that. They weren't like super high, but uh, they were definitely higher than what I've seen so far. And obviously the injuries are a big part of that. Uh, next up, Patrick Hornquist, 23 points uh, in 28 games. Uh, and he is second on the team in goals with 11. Uh, he is getting an A plus from me because He's doing so much better than I think Mike Matheson would have done. Uh, I, I love what Patrick Horquist has, has been contributing. And I mean, yes, in Pittsburgh, you could have argued that he was getting overpaid, but I think right now it's perfectly justifiable. Yeah. I mean, I think, yeah, when you, when you, yeah, his contract, it's not cheap, but I think the way he's playing, it's, it's about fair. Uh, and again, you know, the guy he's traded for is a big factor, I think. Uh, it's not so much what he does. It's what, you know, A, more cap flexibility, B, uh, actually positively contributing. And I think the big thing for me, I'm going to give him an A. Uh, the big thing for me is that, uh, you know, with teams trying to take the next step, like you, you need veteran guys, uh, but it's important that you have vets that can still play. Like we saw Ottawa bring in a ton of vets and they're all garbage. Yeah. Like they're not helping at all. But you bring in a guy like Patrick Hornquist who's been there, he's won cups, and he's actually playing well enough, uh, like really well. Uh, so that's the perfect type of veteran guy to bring in. He's been uh, so solid. So, yeah, I'm going with an A. Uh, and another high rating I'm thinking is coming up. We got Jonathan Huberto. I don't even know why we even have to explain it. It's obviously an A+. plus. We don't even, like, you know – it's a okay. Let's I, let's just say this: A plus. He's the most un, he's one of the most underrated players in the league, and we'll leave it at that. Unbelievable player. Uh, next up, Noah Juleson, four games, no points. We'll go incomplete on him. We'll move on to uh, the man himself, Yuho Lamico. This one's a really interesting one because I think neither of us had him on our opening day roster. Um, I, I didn't think he was going to play, to be honest. I, I comes out, he, he looks really good, but it does not translate on the score sheet. And that's the, that's kind of the, the issue in, in assessing him a fair grade for his value. So, just because he's been getting the minutes and I think he should be producing more. I'm going to go with just a C. Um, I think there's so much potential there though. I'm going to go with a B because I didn't think he'd get into 22 games at this point of the season. So that's unbelievable for him. And of course he only has three goals, um, but eight, they were in crucial moments, crucial time goal against uh, Carolina. Uh, for one, but also like when the top guys are going like, and he's playing well and he's not hurting you and that helps you win. Like you don't have to get on the score sheet to help your team win. And I think he's been a big contributor towards that to being effective in the bottom six and not letting other teams uh, generate offense when their guys are out there. Uh, and cause yeah, the expectations were really none for him. So I, I, I'll go B. Uh, we'll move on now to another depth guy, Ryan Lomberg, 18 games, one goal, one assist, plus one. Uh, physical presence out there. What grade are you giving Lomberg? I, I really like to see this guy play, actually, and I love the flow. Uh, I think he's definitely got style on the ice. Um, I'm, I'm going to give him – I'm, I'm going to stay a little conservative. I'm going to give him a, a B-minus. 
just because I've, as similarly to um, Lamico, didn't think he was going to be playing this much. So props to him for that. And obviously was able to get uh, involved a couple times. Uh, but yeah, that being said, I, I think B minus, I could even go C plus to be honest, but what, what, what do you have? Well, I'm gonna, you, you don't have to go C plus cause I'm going to go C plus. Um, All right. Yeah. The numbers aren't there. Like a lot of these other guys, uh, you know, these depth guys, but I write, I like Ryan Lomberg, you know, he's fast, he's gritty. Like he's just a good energy guy. Like he can just get guys fired up. So yeah, I'll give him a C plus. Uh, we'll come up next here on Itu Luarstarainen. Butchered that pronunciation for sure. Uh, so my bad. But 28 games, every game this season, three goals, five assists, eight points. Uh, what grade are you giving Itu? I mean, I'm actually more like I, – I really, once again, didn't think that he was going to be uh, – Playing this much it hasn't really translated on the score sheet as much as you would want it to. But I mean, it is what it is. He's still getting involved out there and he, he does look good. So um, uh, I'm trying to remember. I gave Lamico a C. So I'll go with a B for um, Lewis Ryan. Yeah, I'm going to go B as well. I think it's fair grade. Uh... He was, you know, in that Vinny Trocheck deal. He's like the only – him and Chase Prisky are the only pieces remaining. Uh, but, yeah, I, I, I like uh, what he's done out there. And, you know, uh, yeah, eight points in 28 games. Not elite offensive numbers, but it's not horrendous either. And, uh, obviously, this is, this is a young player, too, is going to get better. Uh, so just the fact that he's been in the lineup and he's contributing somewhat at about the same rate as Noel Achari – uh, yeah, so uh, uh, that's why I'm going to stick with that grade. Uh, we'll move on now. This will be an interesting one because the sample size is small, but it's not small enough to go mm. with an incomplete. Uh, Mason Marchment, 11 games, six points. Just scored his first NHL goal not too long ago, so I, I think that's pretty cool. Um, like It doesn't look too bad on paper. Uh, it's, you know, a half a point per game. Um, another guy that I didn't think was, was going to crack the lineup as much as he did. Uh, so I'll definitely go, I'll go B plus B plus yeah. for Mason Marchment. I'm going to give him an A. Uh, I think he was, you know, when, when Duclair was out, he was excellent filling in on that line. Uh, and he's just, he's a big guy. He's fast. Uh, I think he's, you know, there's a real player there. And so I, I like what I've seen so far, and I hope he can continue and keep it up uh, over down the stretch here. But I'm going to give him an A because I love what I've seen from Mason Marchment. Uh, next up, uh, another small sample size. We got Marcus Nudavara, nine games, three assists. What are you giving? I'll, I'll give him a, a C plus. Um very similar to like a guy like Kevin Connaughton. I didn't expect much, uh, but he's able to kind of pierce the lineup and, and put up some points. And I think that's good. So uh, I'll go C plus. Yeah. I'm going to agree with you on that. Uh, I just agree with everything you said. So yeah, I'll go C plus. Uh, next up we have Riley Stillman, but he's only played one game. So we'll go incomplete there. Uh we got Anton Strahlman next, 24 games, two goals, six assists, eight points, minus four. Uh, yeah. Um, I'm not a huge Anton Strahlman fan. That's, that's just <laughs> – I'm not. Um, it's He had a very nice goal. I, I think he's overpaid. Um and I, I think very little people would disagree with that statement. Um, yeah, I'll go C plus again for Anton Strawman, maybe a C. Uh, mm -hmm. I didn't expect that. 
Yeah. Uh, Anton Strawman, I'm going to go with it, just a straight C. Um, maybe a C plus. He's been – look, my expectations were not high for Anton Strawman. Like, he hasn't been great the last couple of years. Um, and there's still a ton of, you know, worries in his game. But eight points is nothing to scoff at, uh, especially coming from a defenseman. So – uh, I'll give him, you know, a pass there. Uh, next up, we're getting to the end of the list here. There's only like five more, six more. Uh, Owen Tippett, 19 games, four goals, three assists, seven points. Um, I, we, I, not gonna lie, I was expecting a little more from him. So, but, but I, I have liked his play, and I think uh, he's obviously gained the trust of Quenville, which. Which is very cool. Uh, he, he gets significant time on in overtime. He, he had that overtime winner. So I'm gonna go B minus for Owen Tippett. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna give him a B. Uh, he, he it took him a while to get going, but he's been really really good here the last few games, right? And if this is the player that you know is gonna be there for you know the rest of the season, then that's a huge win for the team. And it's great, you know, we do our end of season player grades uh will go up for sure uh but right now b just because he's trending in the right direction i think that's a positive sign and he's scoring goals so hopefully you can keep that up and i think like my expectations were maybe a bit higher for him this season um but i think the reason it hasn't been is just because a lot of other guys have exceeded expectations and kind of pushed him down the roster a bit uh so yeah that's that's why i'm going with there Next up, Frank Vetrano, 13 points, 28 games. Ten of them are golds. What are you giving Frank? I, I mean, I love his offensive con- contribution. I think he, he's definitely stepped in there. Uh, I think it's kind of hard. Uh, I'll go with the B-plus for Frankie V. All right, I'm. I'm gonna go with a B for him, just because. Uh, yeah, I think I think he's been good, uh, but I I'd love to see just just a smidge more consistency in his game. Yeah. Um, but when he when he's going, he's playing his best. Really effective player. Like what he brings. Kind of just one of those Swiss Army knife players that can do a little bit of everything for you. Uh, Absolutely. Ex- except faceoffs, where he's at fifteen percent. <laughs> but ignore that. Uh, and he's he's been solid. Next up. Uh, interesting read here. Uh, Carter Verhage, 28 games, 11 goals, 11 assists for 22 points. Absolutely cooking on that top line with Barkov. If you look at his underlying numbers, they are unbelievable. Uh, what grade are you giving Verhage? I mean, I, it's a guy who I thought was going to be starting in the bottom six. He's been so good. Um, <laughs> A-plus for, for Carter Verhage. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna give him an A plus two, and when he was coming over for Tampa, uh, he his underlying numbers were good, but Tampa's such a deep team that there was really no opportunity there for him. Um, but you looked at everything he brought, the way he played, and and you know his possession numbers and things like that, uh, and the scoring chances he was able to create, and I was thinking like, oh, this guy, like, I don't know how it's gonna go, but it has the potential to be like another like. Jonathan Marsa show like light like mm-hmm. not quite but just a, a you know a tick below he's been yeah. excellent uh so I'm, I'm just gonna give him a straight a uh, yeah he's been he's been very very good love what I've seen for him next up Mackenzie Weger draft steal uh he has I think 17 points so far this season uh in 28 games former seventh round pick uh has just been fantastic what grade are you giving to him uh he's gonna get a straight a from me i mean he's getting he's leading the team the def, uh, defenseman in, in plus minus which is she's impressive um yeah just an a for from kenzie weger i think he he could be argued as one of the underrated players in the league because you don't think of him as being a number one uh, a top pairing defenseman yeah, realistically, there's like at least five or six players on this team you could make a case are, are underrated. But I love what I love what Mackenzie Weger's done. He, it seems like uh, 
the last couple of years, he's really kind of just established himself as like, yeah, he's a, this is a top four defenseman. This year, it seems like he's taken another step. He's been really effective with Aaron Eckblad on that pairing, uh, like what he does. Uh, and I think uh, we're going to see some more goals coming from him in the future. Uh, coming up here real soon, he's only got two this year, but uh, I imagine a few more will be fine in the back of the net. Uh, he's just been great. So I'll go, yeah, I'll go A2. Next up, Alex Wenberg, 28 games, six goals, seven assists, 13 points, plus two, playing on a really effective line with uh, Jonathan Huberto. Uh, playing a real, like the numbers again, they don't pop, but really effective two way player. And he's found some, some nice chemistry there on that line. What grade are you giving Alex Wenberg? Yeah, I. You know, another great um, addition by Bill Zito, I think, to, to the squad. Uh, just going to give him an A-. minus. Um, I think he, he's been doing fantastic. Uh, would like to maybe see him produce just a little more, given the fact that he plays with Huberto. But, I mean, you really – nothing to complain about here. He's doing, he's doing great. Yeah, this is a tough one for me because my expectation with Weinberg was, you know, he's kind of a reclamation project uh, coming over from Columbus – my thought was that he was either just going to really, really struggle and do nothing. And it was just going to look like a, a gamble that didn't work out, or he was going to be, you know, really, really good and fill in in that two C spot really nicely. Uh, and I think right now he's been closer to the ladder. So I'm going to give him uh, a B plus at this point. Uh, as you know, I still think there's, you know, room for, for, for growth, but uh, right now, with the way the team's going, it's, it's hard to grade anyone too harsh with the way the team's playing right now, to be honest. Mm -hmm. uh, and now that leaves us with our last player on the board, the man who was supposed to be a healthy scratch and then has played every game this season, Keith Yandel, 18 points in 28 games, only a minus two, which is really like a plus like 20 when you think of it as Keith Yandel. Uh, what grade are you giving Yans? He, he's been he, honestly such a surprise because going into the season, you're like, is he even going to start? And then he starts and then he scores the goal. I mean, it's been just really, really cool to see uh, killing it on the power play as, as usual. Uh, I'm going to give him an A, you know, for, for him to get an A plus, he'd have to be even for the plus minus. And I, I, I don't know if that's even possible. So I'm just going to go with an A. Uh, I love what I see from Keith Yandel. Yeah, I'm going to give him a B plus uh, just because, you know, yeah, it came out that he was probably going to be a healthy scratch to start the year uh, and he gets in and they haven't been able to take him out since, uh, which has been great for the team. And, you know, his numbers are pretty on par for what you would expect with Keith Yandel at his age and in the way he plays the game. Uh, and, you know, he played his 1,000th NHL game. For me, uh, I think I think a lot of – uh, his value too just comes from his, his leadership and uh, presence uh, on this team and what he adds. So uh, I think there's a lot of value in that, especially with uh, a lot of players on this team being younger and maybe a little bit less experienced. So I think he's been much more important to this team than anything on the ice would, would tell you. Uh, so it could be plus. B plus got to be stingy with the A's. <laughs> can't can't be giving them out to everyone but uh and okay actually i realize now we're missing goalies so we'll go bobrovsky and drieger here real quick uh we'll start with drieger uh drieger i think has playing been playing really good uh it's it's hard to give him a, uh, he's he's just been really good uh although bobrovsky has been picking it up i'm gonna go a for drieger um, and I'll do Bobrovsky while I'm at it and I'll go just a, a B I'll go with a B for Bobrovsky. Although I, I think it's really improving. Yeah. I'm going to, I actually want to go, I want, I want to just rate them together and I'm just going to give them an A minus because Drieger, uh, was so key. Like when Bobrovsky was hurt and then it took him a while to get going and, while he it took him that that time to get going, Drieger was excellent. And now Bobrovsky is, you know, obviously he struggled, and I think a lot of that was just the injury and the time off. Now that he's back up to 
you know, like a hundred percent. He's been really, really good for the team. I think collectively uh, they've been a really effective tandem uh, for the most part, made some big saves uh, key times. Love what I've seen from both of them. And the fact that the, I think the team right now, you can throw either guy in there and feel pretty confident uh, in, in your goaltender. So I'm just going to give him a collective A minus. Uh, well, I'm here. Uh, I'll give, we'll do the coaching staff A plus. Team's killing it. I mean, Bill Zito, A plus. Uh, you know, anytime the team's playing as well as they are, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's great to see. We love that. Uh, but that does it for this episode of the podcast. Thank you to everyone uh, tuning in. We'll be back uh, next Monday with a brand new episode. Uh, and have a wonderful rest of the day and, we'll, day, and we'll see you all then. Panthers are back on top.